0: Welcome to the show and a good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here. You there. It's 7.07, seven minutes after 7 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Uh tough week here at uh, WSB Radio. Uh, obviously, uh, yesterday we lost uh, one of my heroes, Burt Reynolds, passed at the age of 82, That struck me harder than I thought it was. I grew up with that guy. He was the the coolest man on the planet. So we'll talk about Burt Reynolds coming up a little on the show. We're not going to mention the football game that happened last night because uh, there's no reason to mention what happened last night. But I will tell you, tomorrow, our Bulldog coverage starts early here on your Home of the Dogs, News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Caught up later in the show, we'll talk to comedian Sean Patton. He's at the Punchline stage uh, tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday. But uh, joining us in studio, honored guest, longtime friend of mine, Mine, uh the lovely the delightful emily bowman emily good to see you how are you
1: hi i am good this morning mark i it
0: it's so good you look so beautiful what how do you stay so young
1: thank you <laughs> and i think i am getting a lot of good help right now
0: uh, absolutely you got a great support system your family obviously um uh emily's emily's story um you know is, is a rough one to follow. Loyal listeners of the station know uh, about what happened to you. You were, you were hit by a drunk driver. How many years ago now was it, guys? Was it five and a half years ago? Um, yes. and, and once that we found out about you and your story, and we obviously knew your dad uh, as a traffic trooper, um, We've just we've just wrapped our arms around you and just snuggled you as much as we could. So I'm so glad you're on the show again. And the reason you're on the show is because next Saturday, <clears throat> excuse me, is the Walk Like Mad race at Mercedes Benz Stadium, which is pretty amazing, which is pretty cool, which is going to raise money for Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Are you excited about that, Emily?
1: Yes, because we speak for Mad on Tuesday nights up in Canton and. I am the highlighted victim this year.
0: Oh, wow. And it
1: means a lot to me.
0: Excellent. Um, also joining us in studio, Angie Blank, who's got a connection to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Angie, welcome to the show. How are you?
2: I'm great. Thank you for having us.
0: Um, how, did, how did you get connected with uh, with Emily, with Matt, and, and how did Mercedes-Benz Stadium come into the mix on this?
2: Well, um, I got engaged with MAD in 2013. Um, I'm here with my co-chair, Amy Sands. Uh, She and I got involved with MAD um, several years ago. Amy also, uh, she lost her son six years ago to a drunk and drug repeat offender. Mm. Um, He was the passenger in the car. And so we got involved with MAD through wanting our children to learn the dangers of Um, alcohol and i lost my father and my children lost their father to um alcoholism at an early age so um that's how i became involved with mad and so we started doing the 5k uh it was just walk like mad at the time and then a few years ago rich mckay uh suggested blending the races joining them together and uh I don't know that he regrets it now, but (laughs) it's, it's taken on a big change. We started out with about 500 runners at the time and we're now up to last year was 8,900 runners. So it's grown exponentially, but, uh, Emily Bowman has been a part of our race for the past few years. And we chose her as the highlighted victim this year because she is an amazing story. She has come so far in her journey and we're so proud of her and her family. She has a great support system around her and that is definitely the reason that she is where she is
0: absolute ray of sunshine i mean you see when we came in everyone in the newsroom just gravitates toward emily um amy let me add the event itself tell me about the event obviously you can tell by my physique i'm not a runner i will be happy to donate any money i can but but what can we expect uh, next saturday for the event
3: uh, next Saturday is a great event. Uh, you don't have to run it. You can walk it as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Good and, to know. Uh, it, although it's a 5K, we also have a, a one-mile and then a 50-meter. Uh, so it's a great family event for everybody to come out to and and um, support Mothers Against Drunk Driving uh, to celebrate the lives that are lost and certainly to get the awareness out there about um, about underage drinking and about the dangers of uh, junk driving and this is a hundred percent preventable so um, it's a, it's a great event it's 730 uh, at Mercedes Benz Stadium and uh, we have so many different added this year with um, the Home Depot backyard uh, with a mad dash to the Home Depot backyard and just a, a phenomenal event to come out and to uh, have families come out to support Mothers Against Drunk Driving.
0: And is there, is there a website folks can go to, Angie, to get more information on all this stuff?
3: Yes. Um, Atlanta Track
2: Club is producing the race. So as you know, they put on the Peachtree Road Race, so mm-hmm. obviously it's going to be an amazing event. Um, AtlantaTrackClub.org. And registration closes Tuesday night at 11.59 p.m. So please, you can still Go to Atlanta Track Club to register, or you can register the morning of the event, but um, atlantatrackclub.org is where they can register.
0: Very cool. Now- um the, the course, what, what's the, I mean, again, I'm not a runner, so I don't know any uh, about I'm not thing. either. Um, <laughs> what, maybe, maybe Amy knows. what yeah. What's the course like? What's the, if someone does the 5K, do you know where where they'll be running?
3: Yeah, so we actually start on um, the Top Village, which is the AmFam Village, uh, right outside the stadium. And then the route actually is a, a very nice route. It's not too hilly, so uh, but uh, a great route around um, Northside Drive and Peachtree. And then we actually end up. The race running uh, back into the stadium and ending out on the field. So the the great news about this route is that you get the experience of starting up outside the stadium and finishing out on the field and watching yourself on the halo board as you as oh, you run wow. in.
0: That's really cool. Um, joining us in studio on the Mark Aram Show, our beloved friend, Emily Bowman, Angie Blank, uh, the Bowmans, uh, the parents of, of Emily and Amy Sands, talking about next Saturday's uh, 5K at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, I, I, Debbie, I hate to do this to you, but can, you, can I put you on the microphone for a second? Um, so talk about, you know, five and a half years ago, life-changing experience. And, and I see Emily all too rarely, but um, the, the changes I've noticed are remarkable dramatic dare i say uh, a miracle talk about um w- emily's progress in the last five years and and someone that gets to see her a lot more often than i do
4: well she, she definitely has made some huge strides um you know f- uh five years ago she wasn't able to walk talk do anything for herself when we brought her home from the hospital even six months later she still wasn't able to do anything for herself. Didn't speak for fourteen months. So, you know, it just it makes me thankful, honored, proud of all of our support that we've had. We couldn't have made it without it. And um, just to see what she's accomplished, you know, is just. It just kind of blows my mind sometimes when I sit back and look at where she came from. From that, what so.
0: what has gotten us to this point? Whether it's uh, rehabilitation or therapy, what's what's the, the key? shepherd
4: center is is done wonders for her. I don't know what we would have done without the shepherd center. We still we just finished up some beyond therapy at shepherd, which is down in the gym, um, but and we finished right before that we finished up another round of outpatient therapy at shepherd pathways in decatur um but we still i mean even though therapies have slowed down um you know we still continue to work with her because she still doesn't have the use of her left hand Mm -hmm. which we would like to see and um she's headed back to school now at kennesaw and in a program for the disabled the inclusion academy and so we're really proud of that and hope that that can you know the ultimate goal of that is to maybe lend her a a job doing something that she can work at what what at
0: the shepherd center are they doing to make her prettier every time that i see her what's the (laughs) what's the secret there what are they doing
4: I not know that that has to do with Shepard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Emily, I got to ask you, um, I'm hoping, and, and Dale, I hope I'm not uh, overstepping my bounds. Will you be able to sing the national anthem again at the Mark Aram Show Listener Lunch this year in October? Will you be able to do that?
1: Yes, i would do that for you again. It w- that, that's her favorite sh- song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, know all the, I know all the words to that. I won't forget that. You
0: won't? Know I, would I put you on the spot if I asked you to sing it right now? Could you do it? I mean, no pressure. You don't have to.
1: Okay. Yeah, I would. I don't think I'd be too nervous for that. All right, hang on. Longoria, hit Uh the music.
0: Um, Emily Bowman with uh, her lovely rendition of the national anthem.
1: Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming Whose frost drives and bright stars through the perilous fight o'er the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave.
0: That I got chills. I got absolutely chilled. Uh, Emily Bowman. Sorry I'm gonna play that again every t- every week on my show, if you don't mind. I'll give you the residuals. Angie, we, we got to see that at uh at, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, right? Definitely. Awesome. All right. So a walk mic lock mad this Saturday. Again, the website and where we can get details, Angie.
2: Atlantatrackclub.org.
0: Atlantatrackclub.org. Sign up is until Tuesday at 11:59 p.m. Don't miss it. Emily, always good to see you. Yeah. You're, you're my favorite. I love okay. you. Uh, Angie, Amy, thank you so much for coming in. Yes, thank Dale, jump in there, me. buddy.
5: And also, um, they can uh, go on Bows for Bowman and be on Emily's
0: team. Oh, all yes. right. Sign Please up there and do donate that. there. We can donate there. Yes. I'm yes, on absolutely. it. Bowsforbowman.com. Org. Through the Atlantic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, when you get
2: to the race website, you Just can go the- to the team bows for Bowman. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much, guys. Yeah, thank you for having thank us.
0: You. I, I, I am sure it's going to be a great success this weekend. Yeah. All right. Yes. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram show. Thank you so much to uh, Emily Bowman, her family, Angie blank, uh, wife of Arthur blank for uh, organizing uh, this mad run mothers against drunk driving run next Saturday at uh, Mercedes Benz stadium. I, I would definitely go down there, but I'm not going to be in town next Saturday. I've got to go to a wedding, but um, definitely check that out. That's good stuff. Emily Bowman. So sweet. So amazing. And and her recovery has just been, I mean, miraculous. From where she was five years ago, after being hit by that drunk driver in Athens, to where she is now, where she can walk, she can sing, she can talk, and the greatest, greatest smile you will ever see. Um, coming up on the Mark Aram Show in the next uh, segment we are going to discuss tomorrow's Bulldog game. That's right, the Dogs playing here on your Home of the Dogs at 11.30 a.m. Our pregame show starts off, the Dogs in South Carolina. So coming up next segment, we're going to talk to uh, UGA legend Kevin Butler and WSB Sports Director Jay Black. Hang tight. The Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show.
6: This is Zoe Saldana, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. It's
5: so good. In America, Well all men are free. It's so good to be born in America, all oh, the home of the red, the white, and the blue.
0: Welcome back, Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Obviously, um, we are. Hunkering down, getting ready for tomorrow's Bulldogs game. Joining us uh, live on the program tonight, WSB Sports Director Jay Black, UGA legend Kevin Butler. Gentlemen, thanks for coming in on a Friday night.
7: It's great to be here. Should have put him first there in the, you know, billboard. Put Kevin no, you're the, you're the
0: opening act, ah. and then I tease ahead to the UGA legend, oh, I see. yeah yeah. Okay. Oh. Um, exactly. All right, so obviously, we, we, we got things done, we being the dogs, last uh, Saturday, but tomorrow... Little tougher task, uh, task as we uh, take on the Gamecocks in South Carolina. And I heard this morning on Atlanta's okay. Morning News, Kevin, that the Bulldogs have never beaten a ranked Carolina team in Carolina. Is that correct?
5: Wow, well, you know, I, I didn't hear that, Mark. But that's uh, that's not a good stat heading over to uh, Columbia. But maybe we can break um, that stat. I think Georgia has probably one of the deepest, strongest teams that they've taken over to Columbia in, in quite a long time, so hopefully we can break that
0: uh, streak. I'm not going to question Jay Black's uh, statistic, but that is correct, right, Jay? Oh, Yeah, Over yeah. 5 it was uh, 2010,
7: 2012, 2014, and then uh, one time in the late 80s and one time in the late 50s. So those things have nothing to do with what's going to sure, happen sure. tomorrow, but it's just kind of intriguing that um, it's never happened before. But yeah, Kevin's right. I mean, you know, this this team is as good, if not better, than any that uh, they've taken over there but do you have any concerns about uh, all the young guys having to deal with what is always a raucous atmosphere over there
5: yeah i do jay i think that's probably the biggest concern about how everybody is going to react to the intensity to the stress to the heat um, to everything that you really have to deal with when you go on the road and uh, there's really no substitution for it until you do it so um, we're going to put a lot of young freshmen out there, some sophomores that have never been over there. You know, we went there two years ago, and because of a hurricane, we ended up playing on Sunday, and it was uh, just very relaxed atmosphere. It was almost eerie, quiet on campus because a lot of people had, had left campus. Um, it was quite a storm, but it was a beautiful day on Sunday, and, and I think that certainly helped Georgia get out of there with the wind
0: that year talking to kevin butler wsb sports director jay black on the mark garam show our coverage begins when tomorrow jay black
7: 11 30 kickoff 339
0: last week obviously we pitched the shout out kev we got the win uh the best thing you saw at the bulldogs team last saturday
5: well, that shutout. You know, I talked about it. If you could duplicate one thing, what would you want to duplicate on defense? And that's that's putting up an egg. You know, if you put up an egg, you, you, you're you're not going to lose the game. <laughs> you know, you might get out of there with a tie at zero zero. But I think that's the kind of confidence that we needed. We needed a good performance from our defense against a team that was outmanned, and you come out on top of it. I think you know the early field goal that they missed gave that team um, a little bit of. Um, Uh, just picked me up and I think it just kind of uh, gave them some momentum to try to get a little bit quicker and a little bit faster and a little bit tougher out there in in some tough conditions Um, they dealt with a lot last week they dealt with um, a new routine they dealt with a new locker room Um, there was a lot of things that went into that game last week um, and then you throw that heat on there Uh, I was really Uh, excited about how that defensive responded last week because they were
0: just such a young group out there. South Carolina returns 14 starters from last year's squad, Jay Black. Uh, What does South Carolina need to do to beat the Dogs tomorrow?
7: They have to have a much better offense than they've had in the past under Will Muschamp, and they've tried to do that. Uh, Brian McClendon, who actually used to be a, a player at Georgia, a coach at Georgia, and was the interim head coach after Mark Richt got fired. He's now the offensive coordinator there, and he's decided to really push the tempo more than uh, Will Muschamp's teams have in the past. Jake Bentley is an extremely solid quarterback. He, he reminds me, not quite as talented maybe, but certainly – upstairs like a Jake Frott. Makes good decisions. Smart guy. Debo Samuels is one of the more unique players in the conference. He did not play in the game last year because he was hurt. Electric wide receiver, but can they can also use him as a running back. He returned two kicks last year, both for touchdowns. So he's going to be the guy that Georgia must stop on offense.
0: Kevin Butler, this is uh, obviously a big game. Every game in the SEC is big, but especially in the SEC East. Georgia uh, you know, this is a game they need to win to make sure they remain the top dogs, no pun intended, in the Eastern Division.
5: Yeah, you know, you need to get out on the right foot. You do not need to start chasing South Carolina early in the year. Uh, to get that 1-0 mark in the SEC East is very important. I think what they're really going to combat and what South Carolina, I would hope their game plan is, is to try to just control the ball against a young Georgia defense. Try to run the ball and eat up that clock. And most importantly, keep Georgia's offense off the field. I just don't see South Carolina being able to slow down Georgia's offense. I think we have way too many weapons. Um, if we go into the game with um, a legitimate two quarter, two quarterback package, I think it poses a lot of problems for a defense because you have to um, you have to prepare for both quarterbacks, and they bring different styles. So just putting that out there, kind of put South Carolina's defense on their heels so the more we can keep our offense on the field um, I think the more damaging Georgia is going to be to the South Carolina game plan
0: Georgia in Columbia taking on South Carolina WSB Sports Director Jay Black Kevin Butler UGA legend our coverage starts tomorrow at 11 30 a.m. here on your home of the dogs news 95.5 and AM 750 WSB gentlemen bring us back a win tomorrow will you absolutely see you Mark thank you Kev Thank you. Loyal listeners of The Mark Aram Show know that about uh, two weeks ago, I started binge-watching a show called Shameless, and for the last two weeks, I've talked about nothing else. And uh, why did I do that? Well, I knew I was going to be talking to my next guest right now. Uh, She plays V on Showtime's Shameless. She is Shanola Hampton. Shanola, welcome to The Mark Aram Show. How are you?
6: I'm amazing. Thank you for having me.
0: So I'm, I'm obviously eight years late to the game, but holy cow. What a great show, Shameless is. Did you know it would be this awesome when you first got cast?
6: Well, I knew it was something special because there was uh, quite a synergy between the group, and we had a week of rehearsals where we really bonded as a family, and that's something that I think translated on screen really, really, really well. Did I have any idea that I would be sitting here talking to you about the premiere of our ninth season? Absolutely not. In this business, you can't, that is not something you could. Really wrap your mind around that you're going to be on the air for nine years, um, and I I'm, just, I'm over the moon about it, and I'm so proud of the show, and I love that it's tapped into so many people in a way that they've never had these kind of storylines and characters like Frank that you love, hate, and can relate to. It. It's just it's been a qu- it's been a great great look.
0: Well, I, I timed it out perfectly because I finished uh, Season 8 on Monday, and Season 9 premieres uh, Sunday, September 9th on Showtime. So I've, I got a chance to catch my breath, and now I'm really pumped for Season 9. You, you mentioned Kevin, uh, who plays, for folks that don't know the show, uh, Steve uh, Howie is your husband on the show. Amazing chemistry on screen. Yeah. I mean, you guys are just my favorite TV couple right now. How do you guys get along on and off screen, on set?
6: Thank you. Well, I'm so glad that it's playing well, because he is the worst person in the world, and I can't stand him. (laughs) So it's been quite difficult to to work opposite him. He's not funny at all. Oh,
4: no, no, no. no,
0: uh,
6: (laughs) So He is the funniest man in Hollywood, and he's also one of my very best friends. He is my rider's guy. I trust him. It's amazing to be the one in your life that know it's going to be in your life forever. We've shared real life stuff, had babies, not together, but with our spouses. And and so we just really have a, a, a real deep, deep, deep love for one another. And and it's easy to work with them. It's just easy. And I can't really imagine working with another partner. I'm so spoiled.
0: Well, he, he's a man. And let me just say, as, as a viewer of, of your fine show, I'm really happy he cut his hair early on because... I just like him better with uh, short hair. Kevin is is much more palatable to me than long haired Kevin.
6: Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean that kind of goes through the journey of our show. You can tell by the hair of Steve Howie. Uh, it changes and each season, and now he kind of goes back and looks at the long hair and goes, "Ugh, what was I thinking?" But isn't that what you do in life anyway? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let me all
0: right so this is a family show uh Shinola, so I, we won't get into details and no spoilers but I'll just say this because you and I know what we're talking about and, and people that have seen the show and I'm talking about the scene with uh, your mother and Kevin wow yeah. <laughs> talk, talk about that string of episodes as as you guys are trying to start a family
6: well let me just say that sometimes uh, you're surprised when you read the scripts and sometimes you're really surprised when you read the scripts uh, that was one of the times that I was really surprised and I had no idea how we were going to make this work, truly. I, I said, this doesn't play. Are, are, are they serious? We're really going to do this? And then in the day when we were shooting, we were like, we just had to, to go for it. Uh, the woman who plays my mother is Vanessa Bell Calloway, and she was game. And it is one of those scenes where, um, I mean, it's a little bit, run off a little bit after, but <laughs> other than that, it was... It was something that just ended up working, and we just played it. it because if you start to judge it, then it's going to be not good, so mm-hmm. we didn't. We went in without judgment and played the scenes, and it ended up it's one of the most memorable scenes yeah and one of the most discussed one of the most discussed scenes that I talk about I, I will and never I'll, forget I'll, that I'll, to my
0: dying day that scene <laughs> let me let me ask you season it's nine pretty, pretty awesome. season nine Premiere Sunday. Mm-hmm. Is Fiona finally going to find a good, solid, steady man? Is that in the cards this year?
6: Well, I mean, I think she started developing a relationship with Ford last season, as you saw. Um, And I think that if the season will start with them exploring where they are and where that's going to go and the serious nature of that and maybe moving in to get, you know, all of the things that you do when you're in a relationship. And so we'll see. You just kind of have to let it play out. It's, it's, she has the love in her life at the beginning of the season, but she also is a, is a big businesswoman at the beginning of the season. So
5: she's
6: in, in real, she's adulting, honey. She is adulting.
0: She's, uh, it's been a roller coaster for the, for the first eight seasons with Fiona. I'm very curious to see what happens in season nine. We're talking to uh, Shanola Hampton, who plays V on Shameless, season premiere this Sunday, 9 p.m. on Showtime. Uh, William H. Macy, the uh, patriarch of the Gallagher family, obviously an amazing actor. What's it like working with him?
6: It's amazing. It's a dream come true. He's still so humble, he's still so hungry, he still loves doing the show and would do it forever. And it's inspiring to see someone who could get work, you know, the next day, the next day, the next day, wanting to still bring everything you can to Frank and wanting the show to be such a success. So it's been an amazing learning experience working opposite him, watching his small nuances. For me, because I'm also a fan of the show, seeing him bring Frank to life in a way where he's just not hated. Like, you like laugh at Frank, but you also get mad at Frank and you go on the ride, and that's all a testament
0: to how Bill plays the part yeah one minute I hate him the next minute I love him it's it's a crazy character. it's an amazing character it's an amazing show. I'm so happy to have you on Chanola. I can't wait for season nine um I've become a huge fan of you in the last two weeks so this is this is really cool to talk to you. thanks so much
6: yay, thank you and thanks for Ben. I can't believe you finished eight seasons in two weeks that's insane like
0: my, my girlfriend thought I was crazy, but once I started watching, I got hooked and I couldn't stop and I'm glad I finished it was so good.
6: Yay. And I really think you're going to, I think the fans, everyone's going to love season nine. It's super good.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much, Noel. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Nice talking to you. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram show. Thanks to Shinola. Definitely, folks, uh, you got to check out Shameless uh, season nine premiere this Sunday. I'm so late to the game. I didn't know anything about this show. And and now I do. And I can't get enough of it. Uh, Good stuff there. All right. uh, Coming up, news, weather and traffic Then comedian. This guy is hilarious. Sean Patton will join us. He's at the punchline this weekend. That's coming up next after news, weather and traffic. This is the Friday edition of the Mark Aram show. and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. No,
1: I'll run this town to be near you No, gray skies ever turn blue
0: edition of the mark Aram show uh joining us in studio one of my favorite comedians he doesn't know it uh, but he's at the punchline this weekend I, i've done my due diligence uh doing research on sean patton he's at the punchline stage tonight tomorrow and sunday
8: sean welcome to the show my friend thank you mark the way you phrased that you said uh one of my f- favorite comedians he doesn't know it he's at the punchline <laughs> this weekend I was like, it sounded like i was like whoa whoa am i but well, you, I don't, am, you don't know that i've i've <laughs> gone over your whole catalog preparing Thank you. for this
0: interview you, you are, are
8: freaking a funny guy i do what i can and it is uh what i love to do but man when you say my whole catalog i mean there's a lot of <laughs> There's a lot of stuff I put out there before it was ready. Let's just say that. Well, I mean, that's, that's a growth process, like any industry.
0: You know, when sure. I started on the radio, I hear my air checks from 20 years ago. I'm like, oh, my God. Well, how did that even get on the air? You do have a great radio voice. Thank you. It's 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 uh, nicotine and
8: caffeine. And, th- a- and you know what? Those two things <laughs> combined. That's the key uh, to my success. They're terrible for you, but they make <laughs> your voice. You should see Mark. He's got a long, white beard, you know, hundreds of years old. But, uh, yeah, voice sounds great. You strike me as the kind of guy you were. Funny from Jump Street, right? You were six years old making your parents laugh. I was, I was. You know what? Actually, I would like to say I was. Uh, I, I was a funny kid, but I was the troublesome funny kid. How so? Like I was the one who, uh, like, people asked me if I was a class clown because I think they just assume I was not a class clown. Yeah, I was the skipping class with five of my friends. You were delinquent, you know, smoking weed in the woods. Yeah. Uh, outside New Orleans, clown. You know, we like,
0: call those kids. I don't know how old you are, but we called those kids burnouts. Burnouts. That was. Man. The, you had the popular kids, the yeah. preppies, the athletes, the
8: burnouts, and the nerds. Those I, were the. So I was somewhere in the. I was more of a dork slash slacker. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know. So I think we're in the same uh, age bracket. Yeah. There. We, yeah. Yeah. I definitely burnouts. I haven't yeah. heard that in such a long time. <laughs> like where? Oh, he's hanging with the burnouts tonight. That yeah, was. Yeah. You know, That was the thing. Oh, you grew gotta, up though. This is what, this that, is
0: curious. Again, I've done. So much research like my my research. staff has been crushing this um you grew up in New Orleans which is one of I my didn't. favorite cities of all yeah. time but the fact that anyone can grow up in New Orleans and actually be a productive
8: member of society boggles my mind it is a city that is designed to to trap you in it forever yeah and not in a bad way it's a great you know what the most common uh person you meet in new orleans is is the is the person who graduated from like brown right and <laughs> yeah. who like after or, or like a yale even yeah and, and it was like you know i decided i, was, I thought i was going to take a few years off after i got my <laughs> master's so i moved to new orleans to just bartend for a couple years yeah. and now it's 20 years later yeah. and they now they're 50 and uh, right running and, the the hot dog cart on or they're uh, no, they're still bartending in the same bar <laughs> yeah and they just you'll meet some of the smartest bartenders You'll ever yeah. in New Orleans. I, I have a love hate
0: relationship in New Orleans. I, the, the I love the city. Yeah. I mean, I love it. And I went to back in my twenties. Went to about eight straight Mardi Gras with my mm. buddies. And I remember the last time I was there. And again, in my twenties, where you're healthy and you're vibrant. Where's your I, I remember sitting on the 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 corner of Bourbon and Orleans with a bottle wow. of warm Johnny Walker Black in a paper bag.
8: Oh man!
0: And it's the sun's coming up, and I'm <laughs> warm like, warm scotch, yeah, <laughs> oh, God. just right at, and I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, and I, that's yeah. what I said. You know, well, and plus, the Bourbon Ordinance Hotel asked me never to come back again.
8: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I,
0: I, I've been back to the city, but never for for Mardi
8: Gras. I just imagine a young you with this same radio voice. <laughs> just what am I doing with my life? What am I, Mark doing? Aram, <laughs> and some homeless guy was like, "Man, you should be on radio." Yeah. And you're like, "This is what I'm <laughs> ding, doing ding, with ding, ding, my life." It's, it is. It is a city. Uh, it's all. It's a muse. Yeah. Of a place to la- it's, a, it's a constant source of inspiration. It really, really is a constant source of inspiration it's you've got tourists from around the world uh you've got like you've got you know like i said earlier like you know high like master's degree possessing bartenders yeah you've got musicians who like don't want to make it they just want to (laughs) play they just want to live they just want to live like to them making it is being able to just play music every night at random bars and venues for a living and they love it and it's beautiful beautiful things there's nothing cooler than going to like a bar in, on the on Frenchman Street or in the Mariney or Uptown, and seeing some local musician, and they're like, oh, uh, you know, everyone from like a Jay Z to a Jack Black uh, is in the back watching this musician, yeah, because they've heard about this musician through the music world, and it's like, but they, they to them, even that musician is too cool for even them, yeah. It's like, like a separate country.
0: It's I still a thing. The it. last
8: European city left in New Orleans.
0: Sean Patton uh, in studios at the Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Tickets yeah. available online at punchline.com. One memorable Mardi Gras story. I mean, you probably get sick of people talking about no. Mardi Gras. No, oh, and
8: actually, I just want to say, you yeah. said you went to eight straight Mardi Gras. Eight I straight. grew up there, still have never been to three in a row.
0: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's mean, a dangerous like, thing. Yeah.
8: So I've got two
0: Mardi Gras stories. Go for one, it, I'll tell you off the air because it's not appropriate. <laughs> the, the, the one I will tell you on the air, We were uh, we were on Bourbon Street. Yeah, and you know how the the sidewalks are are raised higher than a normal sidewalk, so the curb's a little higher. The curb, than the it's a jump. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's
8: almost like a prank played so on the drunks.
0: I'm I'm standing next to my buddy Nikki Bones, yeah, who is now a New York City detective of all things, and we're we're standing <laughs> taking in the scene, and all the people are walking down Bourbon Street, and Drew Carey's walking by, okay, and with you know he had a couple of guys with him, kind of yeah, protecting through the crowd, you know? and my buddy Nikki Bones takes his palm puts it on the top of Drew Carey's head, like, uh, like he's palming a basketball, yeah. and starts shaking his head. <laughs> and he goes, Jim Carey, <laughs> Jim
7: Carey.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, we're just dying laughing because we're, you know, inebriated. Yeah. And then next week la- later, um, Drew Carey's on Leno, and he tells that story. Really, He goes, just when you
8: think you're, you're famous enough – Oh, that's And he funny. tells the story about my buddy grabbing his head and calling him Jim Carrey instead of Drew Carrey. That is funny because I've actually met uh, Drew Carrey numerous times, and he's the guy who you, every time you expect to be a jerk. not, Not at all. No. You're like, oh, this guy's going to be. Because he walks in. <laughs> because he does. He walks into situations with, like, an entourage. Yeah. And it's a big, loud entourage, and he's Drew Carrey, and he makes sure everybody knows he, you see him come in, but the moment you have a moment, he's like, "Hey, man, you know, very shakes your hand, looks you in the eye. sweetheart, you know, sweetheart." And that makes it even funnier that he's walking around Bourbon like, yeah. "I finally made out, yeah. oh, Jim
0: Carrey." But he was, I mean, he laughed about it uh, exactly. on Bourbon Street and on, yeah. on the Leno show. Uh, Sean Patton in studio, uh, New Orleans native. So I, you mentioned earlier, we're probably yeah. the same uh, age bracket. You found out this morning. That nah. uh, the
8: legend Burt Reynolds passed away at the age The 82. legend of Burt Reynolds. What,
0: what did he mean to you growing up in New Orleans?
8: Uh, I tell you what, my favorite uh, is in a mem is in the in one of my favorite movies of all time, Boogie Nights. The, his performance there his was fantastic. The best performance of his career, I think. Fantastic, acting-wise. yeah, it was his opus, and yeah. it was like that movie. I was I saw that in high school. Was when it came out, mm-hmm. and I had I had the only I only knew of Burt Reynolds through. Um, uh, through Norm McDonald's impression of him, no on SNL. I kind of just didn't know who he was, All right. you know. And then I saw Boogie Nights in high school, and I was like, "Oh, this is this guy." And then it was like, "That's not a good impression, Norm. Love you." <laughs> but then you get that, oh, it's right because impressions aren't always supposed to be good. I forgot about Norm. Doing, yeah, uh, and now that I knows. love his impression. Yeah, but I, uh, Norm's brilliant. Um, but uh, then then I watched Deliverance. You know, and that was that was that was the first movie that made me realize what cinema actually was. Sure, I well, didn't you know? see Deliverance, so I moved down. I uh, grew up in Connecticut, went to a college in New
0: York, and moved down to Atlanta in '96. Okay, and I had never seen Deliverance in
8: time for the the, the, the Olympics? Olympics. Yeah, I was here for I was
0: oh, here for man. the last three days. Wow. Yeah, but as I was moving to Atlanta, all my New York friends were like, uh, you, "You seen Deliverance yet?" Yeah. Seen Del-? and I'm like, "No." And I finally moved down here and watched Deliverance. I'm like, "Wow, what a great movie!" Yeah, obviously. Not know, in atlanta yeah, not, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. like Deliverance. But for me, uh, Burt Reynolds, um, his, his best acting performance, I think, was Boogie Nights. But my favorite Burt Reynolds movie, yeah. and I hope you've seen this, Sean, as, as a comedian. Uh, you will lose credit with me if you haven't. Cannonball Run with Dom DeLuise. Oh,
8: Luis. yeah, okay. You see that? That was, I have seen that. Okay, but, Like, good. I'm I, I'm talking I was maybe 13 or 14. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was real young. But I, I remember. Oh, I forgot about that. Watching that movie and seeing Burt
0: Reynolds. Yeah as the coolest guy on the planet. Yeah, yeah. Like, he gets the hot chicks, he drives
8: the car, he's the, like, just, I was like, that's the coolest dude around. He was that, in that sense, a a once in a lifetime. Yeah. Because he was what, an NFL? He was like a, or he was a sports. He played college football at Florida State. That's what it was. Yeah. And then he was like, nah, acting. Yeah. You know, and then just, (laughs) nah, nah. Nah, I'm done, I'm done here, I'm done, I'm done getting hit and hitting people, because he was probably pretty good. Yeah, he was, very good player. And Florida State, I imagine, back then was still Florida State. Yeah, and then ah, good. I'll go to Hollywood. I'm here in Florida, <laughs> I'm bored with this, going to Hollywood, going to conquer that. And, and had, an, I mean, the 70s
0: and 80s with Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey, and, oh,
8: I forgot about Smokey. Yeah,
0: man. I Jesus. mean, that guy, he was the coolest guy on the planet for a long, long time.
8: You see, did he ever win or was he ever even nominated for an Academy Award?
0: You know what? I'm going to do that. While I'm doing that, yeah, yeah. tell folks uh, about your style of comedy and uh, where they can see you tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday.
8: Well, tonight, tomorrow, I'm at the Punchline in Atlanta uh it uh and buckhead i believe it's called uh my style of i don't know i i lately i've come to realize that i've been described as a storyteller i like that Uh, yeah i do too you know and um i like to take i like i like a journey um and and i do have a great bit about uh burt reynolds uh winning an oscar uh if you found that out or not i did all (laughs) right so here it is nominated
0: for an Oscar, Best Supporting Actor in Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights, of course. He won Best Supporting Actor, uh, Golden Globe for Boogie Nights. Okay, yeah. Nominated for uh, his TV show Evening Shade, which I I never saw. Yeah. Um, nominated for uh, Best Actor in a Motion Picture, Starting Over. Uh, never heard of uh, Longest that. Longest Yard. I forgot about that. Oh he was nominated wow. Nominated for uh, Best Actor the at
8: Golden Globe there. So uh, yeah, I mean, okay. Just a, so he's got some recognition. He's got some chops. Some That's shops. I mean, what was he? How old was he? Eighty-two. 80? That's a good year. That's yeah. a good amount of time. Absolutely. Did it? Did Do you know how he died? Um, I is, believe he. No, I have no idea. Just old. I was gonna make something up, and it was gonna be it's, off color. And, he did the same thing with Florida State. He was like, Ah, life. I'm done here. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. done. I did I'm this done already. I, I did the, this.
0: I did it all. Go see what the uh, afterlife's all Burt about. Burt Reynolds, though, eighty-two years young. What I didn't realize when I was a kid, yeah. is that through most of the career that I know Burt Reynolds, he was wearing a piece, a hair piece. Oh wow! Yeah, and I mean, it was it was noticeable in in '82 what he was wearing on his head. Sure, sure. But uh, like
8: uh, Cannonball Run, he had he had a hairpiece. Yeah, a hairpiece. Yeah, what was that? '78, '78, '79. Jesus, yeah. I mean, he, I guess if you do the math, he, I mean, early forty. But then again, I mean, I know lots of guys in their 40s, and they all have hair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, the toupee is a dying thing, right? People just either let it go or Yeah, or yeah. Or... I mean, I do feel like we're past that time where it was, like, because, I mean, beards even. Like, I have a beard, and I, I can remember, you know— 20 years ago, it was like, oh, if you have a beard, you dye that. You dye that beard. Yeah. You get rid of those grays. No, you can't. Now it's like rock the, let the grays. You're the distinguished comedian. Yeah. Sean Payton, uh, Payton, Patton. Patton. I'm Sean Payton, coach, coach of the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> uh, come, Atlanta Falcons <laughs> fans, come down to uh, the punchline. Punch Tell me, Sean Payton, to my face how much you hate my guts. Tickets online at <laughs> punchline.com. Can you hang out one more minute? I absolutely can. All right.
0: We'll be right back. Yeah. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram show. Sad day at WSB radio. Of course, we, uh, Lost Burt Reynolds and uh the Falcons lost yesterday. As a Saints fan, any any uh
8: bad feelings about uh, no, the Falcons, I mean, Sean? You know, I was I, I, I did root for the Falcons uh in a couple years ago in, in the Super Bowl that need not be named. Yeah, let's not talk uh, about it. Uh yeah, that. yeah. Because uh, I do believe that uh, you know the more good teams you have in the division, the better it is. Yeah. And easier to hate one another. Yeah. But <laughs> but am I happy they lost? No. But am I sad they lost? No, no again. You're indifferent. I'm indifferent. You're, you're a funny <laughs> dude, though. At, yeah. And truly, folks,
0: um, go see Sean tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday at thepunchline.com. You, you can check out his stuff all online, which yeah. is
8: what I did. Tell the folks where we can find you. Go uh, check out. If you want to watch some videos of me or see where I'm at, go to my website, which is me, Sean Patton. M-E-S-E-A-N-P-A-T-T-O-N.com. Or check me out on Instagram at Mister Sean Patton. And follow me there. Is that your uh, preferred uh, social media? Yeah, I think Instagram. it's the best. Ba- I actually think it's the best one. Yeah. I think it's the best. Uh, I think Instagram's beat, beat. It's it's beat out every all the other ones in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. See, Twitter used to be the comedian's thing because you could get those one-liners out oh, there. Yeah. and yeah. The bam, bam. You know like, what ruined Twitter? Was they doubled the, when they doubled the amount the character of- Character size. Characters. Something about that feels like cheating. Well, I think as a comedian, yeah. it was great for comedians when it was 140 characters because yeah. it
0: really- and and for news writers, whatever, because it was like you've got to get brevity. Where you want exactly yeah. brevity is is godliness or something. Exactly, like that. close to something like that. <laughs> brevity is next to godliness. <laughs> Excellent, Sean. Great to see you, my friend. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Thank you for having I'm me. I'm gonna I'm gonna swing by the punchline on Sunday. Sunday's gonna be a great... All sh- all three shows gonna be great. Yeah, yeah. I went last weekend. I had the because uh, the the, uh, the the diner menu is fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the so, landmark. Yeah. yeah. So what did yeah. I have yesterday? Uh, last week, I had. Um, God bless. My short-term memory is gone. Oh, I had a cheese omelet while watching a stand-up comedian.
8: That's not. Well, yeah, that's right. You can have an yeah, omelet. You can it's have fantastic. big while watching yes. comedy. There I you go. Know.
0: It was the greatest experience <laughs> ever. So, all right. I'll get a cheese experience. omelet on Sunday. Sean, great to see you, buddy. Thank you, Mark. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little
4: baby. Go to sleep, you little baby.